1: We are talking about birthdays today, our kids' birthdays. And you are in the thick of birthday season in your house, Megan. Right
0: in the middle of it. Is it
1: anyone's birthday today?
0: Uh, like, what is today? The 29th? No. Um, William's birthday was four days ago. Okay. Again, we're doing a space-time continuum thing. So the day we're recording, his birthday is two days away.
1: That's actually a great, like, that's so illustrative of your situation yeah. in the days between when we record and when we drop this episode one of your boys will have one of your fall birthdays of exactly
0: which- he will have turned 16 and ah. then within i know crazy right and then within another um 12 days i'll have another birthday
1: um oh and like
0: in a month and a half i'll have a third one of them already happened Isaac birthday already happened.
1: So four of your five have fall birthdays, which always makes this top of mind. We have talked about birthdays at different points on this show. So if you're a new listener, episodes 68 and 69, and also episode 155, we will link all of those up in the show notes. And we've talked a lot about birthday parties. We've talked about birthday parties and doing them a little bit on the scaled backside and how that's worked for us. Um, Today, we're going to kind of take this from the angle of how kids' birthdays work within the family culture of our families. I think the more this podcast evolves, Megan, we, we come back to this idea of family culture. Like what's the, what are the values and the culture we're building around fill in the blank. And so today's fill in the blank is kids' birthdays. So, um, less about birthday party tips and saving money and all that and more just, yeah, family culture and kids' birthdays. So this is going to be fun. but I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair.
0: Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic
1: shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. We are welcoming back Olive and June as a sponsor. And Megan, I'm so excited about this partnership because with spring right around the corner, I love refreshing the little things in my life, including my manicure. I am the biggest fan of doing my nails at home instead of at a salon because it's convenient, so much cheaper at just $2 a mani, and the results can't be beat. It all begins with Olive and June.
0: Yeah, Olive and June's mani system has everything you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. These are Profesh tools designed just for DIY. A couple of the items included are their best-selling poppy, which makes it so easy to brush on a smooth coat, even with your non-dominant hand, which you do have to use about half the time, it turns out, (laughs) and their award-winning cuticle serum, which is so nourishing and a finishing touch I love.
1: Well, I've been a big fan of their quick dry polish for a while now. It seriously dries in about a minute, making it perfect for busy moms.
0: Visit oliveandjune.com slash themomhour for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your
1: first Manny system. So Megan, we mentioned this at the top of the show, but your four boys, you have four boys and then a girl and all four boys have fall birthdays. So just walk us through that. What (laughs) is birthday season in your house? Uh, How is it spaced out? And then, yeah, anything about how that's kind of like impacted family culture around birthdays over the years.
0: Well, if we work, if we do work backward, um, that puts a lot of conceiving going on between January and April, I believe.
1: I mean, I wasn't going to ask, but I did wonder if it was weather related.
0: If you live in Michigan, <laughs> that might make sense to you anyway. um, OK, so, yes, the four boys are just right in a row. And what that also meant when they were. Babies and little, it was that they were each born, one set of boys was born a little less than two years apart, and the other two were just a little more than two years apart. And that also meant that I had like crazy pants times in my house for like many years where I would have a toddler and a newborn during the fall
1: and birthday parties. So like there would have been yeah. times where you had to celebrate kid birthdays while also giving birth to a brother. Like, yes. So that's an interesting thing to think and about And also don't,
0: well. don't forget Christmas <laughs> is right at the end yeah. of all so that when and our- Halloween and Thanksgiving happens. So the birth, the boys' birthdays are um, Isaac's is September 24th. Williams is October 25th. Jacobs is November 10th. And Owen's is December 6th. And I put those in chronological, not age or age. So that's not-
1: literally, yeah. Cause I knew they were all fall and it's really from the last week of September to the first week of December, which is really like two and a half months. It's not it's even an the intense full fall. time.
0: It's an intense <laughs> time. And then Claire is not till March. And so she got a totally different experience. Um, also being the last, also being the one with the biggest spacing, like you know she had a and not being a part of a pair like mm-hmm. she she's had a very different different childhood <laughs> than the boys did but i think that like really what it forced us to do is to really take a very relaxed approach to birthdays mm-hmm. um they've always been something that we celebrate mostly internally i like to say it's mostly a family celebration sometimes that includes or involves ex- a little bit of extended family but we don't do like Yearly, big extended family birthdays never really have. I want to say we might have been done one when Isaac turned a year old where it was like more of like a, hey, the grownups, let's all hang out and eat cake and and the kids are here. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, it's been when they're really little, it's been more just about us or maybe about like a couple of cousins and an aunt and uncle or something. Mm -hmm. And then, as that then, as they became old enough to want to have parties with their friends, maybe starting around five or six, then that would start to like also become a separate thing, mm-hmm. usually separate now, um i I just not only has my ability to plan been definitely tempered by mm-hmm. the fact that all this was happening in a row, but when they were really little, because they were in groups, like close together age groups, it also, created the ability to lump parties together, which mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. And also it meant that I had to keep the budget under control. Right. So
1: especially with the that, holidays. Yeah. Yes, like the exactly.
0: Christmas. Right. So that's actually been a really nice side effect. We've never set up a precedent where the kids are going to get tons of stuff on their birthdays, just never have. Um, now that they're getting older, you know, the older kids, what they want is just more expensive. Mm-hmm. So the overall spending is probably higher, but like it would be very unusual for our kids to get more than three, maybe four gifts on a birthday. Mm-hmm. It just never happened that way. And a lot of times, at least one or two of those gifts would be practical things because the weather's changing. Mm-hmm. So they need boots or they yeah. need a coat. So um, it, it might sound like a total bummer, but I haven't heard any complaints. And I think it's just kept, it's just made it so that it forced us to keep things in check. Yeah. 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 How about you guys? You don't really have a season. Exactly. Do you like, how does, how does it work out in your house?
1: Yeah, it's definitely not as concentrated as yours. There is a little bit of a pattern. So my husband has, um, a late October birthday, but he is the lone, the lone person in the fall. The rest of us, the kids and I all go between late January and the first of June. So not, it's not as tightly packed in, but it's still the first half of the year. Um, Violet and I are late January and then I'm February and then Allegra and Reed are late April and early June. So, um, those two, because they were my first two kids and their birthdays are only a month apart. It did feel in its own way, like a mini birthday season. And what I found was most of my planning and thinking energy tended to go into not just the first child, but it also happened to be the first birthday that came around. It's spring. It's late spring. It's kind of a fun time of year. It's not around Easter, but it's right after Easter. So when she was really little, I I had a lot of fun, you know, doing little birthday things. And then what I would find is like, now I got to do it all over again in a month for the second kid. So I do think there was a little bit of like the second kid getting the shaft in those early years, but I only did a combo party for those two once. Um, I will say about the, their birthdays, April 29th and June 1st, the month right in the middle there. Now that we are school aged is, I believe it's called Mayember nowadays. Like it is <laughs> yeah. other than December. It's so crazy with the end of school. And so that with the school age that we are now and inviting friends to parties that has definitely started to rear, like, I'm just more aware of it. Like, okay, if we're going to have a party there's Mother's Day in there. There's a million end of school events, as we all know. And then their birthdays are in there. And Reed's is actually, it's kind of like a, on weirdly on the cusp of end of school and summer. So if you don't catch it, we kind of have to decide, like, is, are we just going to wait till school's out and then do a party? Or are we going to try and do it a little bit early? So yeah, not, not as much of a season. Um, but it definitely feels like it's all within about four months in the first half of the year. And then we have nothing until Brian's birthday. And the other fun thing is Brian and I, both have holiday birthdays. So I'm on Valentine's day and he is the day before Halloween. So that's another thing that's just impacted our family culture as adults is we've had to figure out our own birthdays and then sort of set them aside for these very uh, kid focused holidays right now. Yeah. Halloween and, and Valentine's day.
0: Um, When you were talking, it reminded me that Owen or that, um, sorry, Isaac, I always (sighs) mix up Isaac and Owen. I think it's because it's two boys. They look a lot alike (laughs) and their names both start with vowels. So if I'm ever going to screw up two kids in my house, it's usually that. But anyway, Isaac's birthday is September 24th, which isn't any kind of a holiday, but it was always the last weekend. For some reason, I feel like we always had used to have a long weekend. Oh, we used hmm. to do a lot of, our schools used to do a lot of three day weekends. They don't so much anymore. They've really tightened up the calendar now. Um, they don't do teacher and service days anymore. Like they have a different system now. But um, it always was like the last weekend we would try to take a trip. Mm. before the season was done yeah. so we kind of had this running joke that poor Isaac never got to spend a birthday at home that's for like so five funny. years because we were always going someplace and then we would try to make it really special on his actual birthday and he's the kind of kid who would really rather just be home and so you're like in the drive-through
1: <laughs> on a road trip yes, and you're like yeah, happy, yeah, birthday. Yeah.
0: happy birthday
1: <laughs> you would think with yeah. September 24th that would not be the issue but that's interesting
0: yeah um, it, it was a particular it was like a a, a set of years where his birthday either fell on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. So it was Mm -hmm. either like bookmark bookending the weekend or on the weekend. And he just kind of got the shaft.
1: That's really funny. But it
0: happens. That happens. Sometimes kids just get the shaft.
1: We all or husbands, because we always joke that Brian always carves pumpkins on his birthday. It's the day before Halloween. It's really hard to do that any sooner here because it's hot. Hot. Yeah. And so last year was his 40th. This year is his 41st. And I was my gift to him last year was I made arrangements so that he did not carve pumpkins on his birthday. And this year I was like, sorry, Charlie, I don't, I don't know a way around (laughs) it this year with our schedule. So just look forward to that. Happy birthday. (laughs) You're carving pumpkin. Um, (laughs) so this is kind of like a zoom out question, but what, how do you feel like as a mom, what's your emotional thought process when one of your kids has a birthday? Does it make you do, do are you sad ever? Does it make you nostalgic? Does it feel stressful? Has this changed over time? Like now we're going like internally as a mom, how do you feel about your kids' birthdays?
0: Well, it totally depends on the birthday. I think Clara turning 10 kind of hit me yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. No more kids of mine are single digits mm-hmm. anymore. Um, it, Like, usually it's not emotional in that way. Like, I thought it was really cool when Owen and Will both turned to be, or both became teenagers like the mm-hmm. same year. I thought that was really, or sorry, Owen became a teenager. William continued to be a teenager, but right. they were, you know, both teenagers. And I thought that was really cool. 13 and 15. Uh, The ages that they are right at this moment, the moment we're recording, not the moment (laughs) that you're listening, um, feel like very special ages to me. And so that was like, but they're all special ages, right? So for the most part, there's some nostalgia. There's sometimes some wistfulness. Usually it's a positive thing. I'm not one of those people who from my birthday, like I know some people get really depressed on their birthdays. Mm -hmm. um, And I've never been one of those people. I've never thought like the passing of time has never felt like a sad thing to me.
1: I agree same. a scary
0: thing. Um, but I do feel like now what's happening is the celebrations are changing so much that it feels like I feel like I'm having a hard time keeping up. And and what I mean by that is like for a decade or more, we did everything kind of the same. Like mm-hmm. our crazy fall birthday routine fell into a very predictable pattern. I had solutions for everything, so like this kid was going to get to have a big friend party this year. That kid wasn't right. This right. kid was, you know, we were going to combine these two kids parties because they had the same sh- like shared group of friends that worked for like four years. Then that stopped working. So there was all these systems and things in place. And now one of my kids doesn't even live in the house with me anymore. Yeah. Um, Everyone's getting older. Everybody wants to celebrate differently. Plus the fact that now we're a divorced family means that they might not actually stay with me the night of their birthday anymore. So mm-hmm. that they'll I'll always see them on their birthday. Um, But like, I might have to, we might have to arrange things in a totally different way for that to happen. And it doesn't have that same, like it used to be, say they'd get home from school if their birthday was on a Tuesday and we could kind of hang out after school, make the cake, like kind of slowly ease into the evening, which is when we'd have dinner and then Mm -hmm. we'd eat the cake and then we'd do gifts. Now I feel like sometimes it has to all happen like within the first hour or two after school. So it just feels like a lot going on
1: well, yeah. And, and it's it, changing all the time. And it takes a little bit away from the specialness or that like ooey gooey nostalgia feeling. If it becomes very like, okay, two o'clock from two thirty to four on this day is when we're celebrating you, you know, because right. it's got to like fit in yeah. among other things. Yeah. Yes. No, I hear that. I hear that. Um, yeah, I think I'm very much the same. I think I always feel a little nostalgic. I don't like, I look back at old pictures. I love to do that. And I love to maybe do a sappy social media post. I think that's kind of like par for the course anymore, which yeah. is kind of funny. Like you feel bad if you don't do one. There've definitely been kids and years where I didn't say anything on social media and like had this fleeting thought, like I I didn't celebrate them as a mom. And then it's like, right. oh wait, hold on. That's not a real thing. Like that mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. a rule, but it is kind of, it, it has become in our day and age has kind of become a tradition. And I do think the the upside of it is it, it asks you to look at those old pictures and reflect on your kid and maybe write something sweet about them online. And so I think there's some sweet parts about that too, but it's certainly not something you have to do. Um, I also well, don't, can
0: I mention really yeah. quickly this year, I completely forgot to post anything at all on Isaac's birthday. And that might be the, like, I always have that photo. Like it's, it's a joke now that I have like the same blurry photo of me next to the kid with yes. the candles being burned out. And this year it was just a busy day. And we actually celebrate his birthday a couple days before his actual birthday. So I was going to wait and post it on his birthday. And I just didn't. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, no, he's not, he'll never notice either. So no,
1: it's totally okay. Um, I was going to say, I also don't really feel sad about kids' birthdays. I usually feel really happy, like celebrating. And I totally know what you mean when you said like 13 and 15 just feels special. And there's been certain ages, five feels big and 10 feels big. And I don't know, getting to eight and 10 felt like, big kids, you know, yeah. this year they'll be 10 and 12, like not quite yet, but in, in next spring. So I, yeah, it's a warm fuzzy for sure. But like we were talking about with birthday seasons, um, especially the older two with their, on either side of December I have definitely experienced like the squeeze and the pinch of like, I want to feel special about this. I want to create a special day, but also maybe could it not be like the last week of school? Reed's birthday has fallen on the last day of school, the last week of school, the day after the last day of school, all these, that seems to be when we're getting out now is right around the end of May. And um, we have a funny story we tell in our family about Reed's birthday because it's June 1st and Brian's grandma's really punctual with her birthday cards. And one year she was late, and she wrote in the card. She was like, "I'm so sorry." I turned the page, and there he was. And oh. so that's like our running joke about June 1st. It's like you're limping through May, and like on your calendar, you turn the page, and you're like, "Oh yes, and happy birthday." So I've definitely felt the stress or the pinch, but mostly it's a mostly it's a happy feeling.
0: Well, and and like don't you looking back to your childhood, there are definitely birthdays that were more special than others. Yeah. <laughs> like there's ones that stand out in my memory as a real. As a standout, and there's ones that I don't remember at all, and I don't remember the unmemorable ones in a negative way. It's not like I remember like that was the year everyone seemed to forget me. (laughs) It was probably just the year it wasn't as much of a standout for what, and maybe some of the years that were standouts in my head were actually like the ones my parents thought they phoned in. Right, you never know what what's gonna hit. Right, it's just the right time. Do you feel
1: that way as an adult as well? I kind of do. Like I've definitely had, and I don't have high expectations. Well, this year I do have high expectations for my birthday because mm-hmm. it's a big one. Um, but I don't usually like, I don't really care, but I have had some birthdays that felt more fun than others. And yeah, then I've sure. looked back and thought, what can I do to make that like either better or replicate that? Even though I'm not, I'm not a huge birthday person. I don't need all the stops pulled out, but there've definitely been some that felt like kind of a bummer and some that felt really fun. So
0: yeah, for sure. Like, And, and often it has almost nothing to do with except for my 40th was awesome. And there was so much thought put into that. And that was just like four days of amazing fun and you got to come and all that. But like, for the most part, my typical birthday, it has like less to do with, like, it has less to do with how big the celebration is or how much planning people put into it or whatever. But it's just like the right mix of people, the right time. I'm in the right headspace. Like there's a lot of things that, um, like they're kind of intangible or not something repeatable. Yeah. What
1: I've started to notice is the balance of time with people and time alone, because I am Mm -hmm. someone who really likes alone time. And, but I've had birthdays where that has, I thought it was going to feel indulgent and then I've just felt too alone. So that's one thing I've paid attention to over the last few years is like, no, I need to, I can't tell everyone I want like, a solo walk on the beach spa day and then be lonely when I do it. Like there right? has to be, there has to be people involved for me to have yeah. a good birthday, even though I like to be alone. So, well, that was a little sidetrack. Um, before we take a break, let's talk about gifts. Like what with all of these boys in a row, how you mentioned that it's usually three or four things. Are there any yeah. other elements of family culture around gift giving that have emerged?
0: Um, so one thing is we don't, so when uh, the years that there have been outside family, like, like extended family members invited. Um, the understanding is that they don't bring gifts. We've okay. kind of, that's like an exchange thing. We all have a lot of kids and we didn't really want to get into the round Robin feeling of like, I'll buy for yours and then you buy yeah. for mine. And like, nobody really benefits from that. Pretty soon um,
1: everyone is just popping $20 bills in the mail. That's and then it truly just feels like, really I thought really it was weird. like, can we
0: just trade money? Like yeah. really? So, um, now that the kids are getting a little older, it has become tricky only in that sometimes they're going to a cousin's birthday without me. Uh-huh. So they don't want to be the kid showing up without a present. Because their, their, their cousin
1: is their friend. Because
0: yeah. their cousin is their friend. So that's kind of made it where we've had to sometimes change that up. But if it is a truly a family party, that's still kind of the rule. Um, and I just feel like that takes stress off of everybody, which has been nice. But no, there's like, you know, like it, now that they're getting older, I would say that there tends to be a lot more last minute stuff because the kids will they'll sit on it and not want to tell me what they want Mm -hmm. or they they want to change their minds up to the last minute. (laughs) So it now being two days from Will's actual birthday, like today's the day I got to get hot, but he has not given me a definitive list yet. So it might end up that he's just, I have to run out and get him something. Yeah, Right. Like, yeah. So it's that he maybe didn't green light and that's too bad. And I might end up getting him a gift card or like cash, which used to be, I never used to do that. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing was like, to me felt like such, a phoned-in, winning yeah. gift, but now that's what they sometimes want, so that yeah. they can pool money that they get from other people and buy themselves what they really yeah. want. So I have less. I've learned to have less attachment to, like, how I feel about the gift, since it's not really about me.
1: I have a, a subset of this question. Do you write cards on gifts for your kids, or do family members send like our our cards, our birthday cards, an expected part of your kids' gifts? Uh,
0: thinking. Not really. No. If it's cash, then yes. Right. As they've gotten older. Yeah. Yes. When you mention
1: the cash, that's what I was wondering.
0: Yeah. As they've gotten older, yes, and as because now it's like, okay, this money is going to be gone, or this gift card, and then how will you remember me? Yeah. <laughs> by, by how will you remember me? So definitely have gotten more into like choosing carefully, choosing a, a, a card and and writing something nice on it. Um, definitely for the old, like the adult children. Yes. But when they were little, no. I don't think we bothered with cards at I, yeah, all. So they I don't were probably give, teenagers.
1: Yeah, I don't give cards to my own kids, but they will get cards often like from a yeah. grandparent in the mail mm-hmm. with twenty bucks yep. or something. Yep, that's
0: the thing here. It's like they'll get a couple cards with from grandparents and aunts and uncles and stuff with
1: Do you um yeah. keep wrapping paper, birthday wrapping paper just around the house or are you scrambling like I am and like going through old gift bags?
0: So I always want to be one of those people who has like a beautifully arranged and organized stash of wrapping paper. I typically do have tissue paper because Mm -hmm. that's easy to store. Mm -hmm. The closet space issue in this house does make that tricky, but I usually have like at least one roll in the back of like my hall closet I can grab if I have to. But then sometimes there's not enough of it or it's not the color I want or whatever. So it's usually making a trip store. Yeah. To get, I have tons of gift bags though. And those I'm very good about keeping in one place Yeah, and nesting them. So if it fits in a bag, I have a bag.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, well for us and gift giving culture, it's funny when you're talking about the boys and making a list or telling you, I feel like my kids with Christmas are so into very specific wish lists about what they want. And with their birthdays, they might mention something that they want, but it's almost like they don't think of it in the same way. They don't make like wish lists or sometimes they don't even say what they want a lot. So a lot of times it's been us deciding like what's one big ticket thing. And because right. of the late spring, early summer, it's been several months since Christmas, which is nice for the for the older two. Violet's January 21st. That's a totally different story. That's right after Christmas. But um, so when they were growing up, we did a lot of scooters and bikes. A lot of times it was what is the next outdoor set of wheels that they are ready for. Even, even down to Reed got the little tykes car for his first birthday. So while it wasn't ever like an intentional theme, a lot of, we have a lot of years had bike or scooter or helmet or rollerblades. It seems Mm -hmm. like the weather's getting warmer. We're getting outside. It's going to be summer. Um, and they, and again, multiple of those, they didn't ask for that. We just decided that would be something they, you know, need in quotation marks, yeah. like they've, they've outgrown their last one. um. So we don't do piles and piles of gifts either. I would say like one or two from Brian and me. And then if um, grandparents and aunts and uncles tend to send money or a gift card, but sometimes sometimes they'll get a gift. Um. So yeah, it's definitely evolving. They definitely are more interested in money, like you say, as they get older. Violet's super cute. She actually has already decided that she wants to go shopping for her birthday present. <laughs> like that's really, she really does love to shop. And so she, I would say for a lot of six turning seven-year-olds, I'd worry that they'd be disappointed that they're not going to get a whole bunch of presents to unwrap. Right. But she, I really think she gets it because she also is a kid who is often disappointed in her presence. It's like a weird, she is, she almost like builds up expectations and then it's not what she wants. So I think she's actually a perfect candidate for a birthday shopping spree. That's what she wants. So Wow. She'll pull I love her cash that. and, and we'll take her to Claire's and target and she'll be so happy. So yeah, it has evolved and it is still evolving for sure.
0: You know, what's funny about that? Two things. One is that when my kids were younger, I was very much the way you described, like we got them what we thought they would enjoy, but also need. Yes. So outdoor stuff, if that was, I mean, sometimes that was a bummer because of the time of year, but yeah. like often that was what they needed. Like they needed yeah. a bike or they needed a helmet or whatever. Um, or like just, something that we thought was cool and fun. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like that was when we would get like one or two of the really cool gifts that were like a little more expensive than we would ever think to buy them when it's not a birthday or Christmas, because Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't buy a lot, the kids, a lot of stuff year round, but also not necessarily like a big thing. Right. And so I think we would like, like in the 40 to $60 range was kind of where we would keep things typically. And we maybe have a couple of those. But as they've gotten older, it's really hard to find those things. Like, what are those things going to be that they both need and want that we can get for them? Like, that is is a birthday sized gift. So that's become, that's where the gift cards and the money come in. Yeah. And we've definitely had lists.
1: Yeah. And we've definitely had times where um, it's a whole bunch of little things birthday. And then other times where it's a big ticket item. It kind of just depends. Um, One thought popped into my head before we go to our break for moms of real littles. Um, I, it is totally okay to gift your toddler something that, you know, is really for both or all of your yes. small children. Like this does not become a thing until way later. So, um, my niece just turned two and got a play kitchen. And I was like, look- I was remembering that Allegra also, my oldest also got a play kitchen when she turned two. And of course, in the back of my mind, like that thing was in our house for 10 years, all three kids played with it. It was a gift for the family. But that is totally okay. You do not need to uh, like no one's going to be keeping score later that so and so was gifted the little tykes car and now it belongs to them. That does It does start to happen, but it's way later. So I would definitely use toddler birthdays as an opportunity to ask the grandparents for, you know, the little art table and the easel and all those things that like you're kind of instill in that accumulation phase. It doesn't matter that it's not really for that kid.
0: (laughs) And to your point about um, you said that that usually Violet would be the kind of kid who would be disappointed by a gift. And you're surprised that she didn't really want a whole bunch. Yeah. Clara, the Clara is the only one of my kids who ever had an issue with the fact that she had certain people in her life, not her brothers, but certain like cousins and things that got more gifts than her. Oh, okay. because she went to a couple of cousin birthday parties where they make a big, like on the other side, like mm-hmm. their in laws or whatever, um, made a big deal about birthdays. And so, you know, she would sit and watch her cousins unwrap tons of gifts. And mm-hmm. then she'd be like, But I only got three. And I guess the only thing I can say about it is she was just like that for years. Mm-hmm. Like every every year she'd go, Hey, do you remember how Luna got 12 <laughs> gifts last week? And I my birthday, I only got three. And I'd say, Yep.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I would say, Yep, yeah, well, that's just we just do it differently. Yeah. That's it. Sometimes that's all you can say. Yeah. It's like, we just do it differently. And they do eventually figure it out. They stop asking, they get over it. like I, I think we sometimes at holidays, birthdays, holiday, other holidays, feel like it's up to us to make all of our kids' wishes come true, yeah. and that is impossible.
1: It is very impossible, and if you take the long view, as we like to say, you're really setting the tone forever, so I would say it's mm-hmm. even I would think very carefully about extravagance in the early years because it seems fun and it's hard to keep up with. So it's not like you can't backtrack after one extravagant birthday, but you are setting a tone in the early years. So what better time to kind of think about like, this is (laughs) sustainable. Right.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued
1: All right. So let's get into a little bit of what a kid birthday actually looks like in our homes. I'm curious if you have traditions or patterns of like when you celebrate, is it always on the day of, is it always in the evening on the day of, I mean, I'm sure this has had to evolve with all of these kids over time, but do you have a preference or, or like a standard?
0: Yeah. So I, like, I would always rather do a day of for a family birthday. Um, it's just, I feel like weekends are already so busy. Um, and if they're gonna do a family if they're gonna do a kid birthday like party on the weekend, I don't wanna double that up with a family party. Right. Um, and then if not, I also don't necessarily wanna be days ahead. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to worry about doing a four days ahead or having to like hang on to the excitement for for four or five days to the weekend. So for me, I always prefer the family, the day of. Mm-hmm. Um divorce schedule, I mentioned that's making it a little bit harder, but we're we've managed to stick it out. Usually what that looks like now is um if it's a day that the kids would be with me, then John just comes over sometime after they're done with school or on the day of, and we do the party here and, and then vice versa. If it's a day that they go with him, it just usually happens closer to the day to after school so that they can get back to his house and Mm -hmm. settle in for the night. Um, Isaac not living here. Like this was the first year I had to go drive up to see him on his birthday because his birthday was on a Tuesday. And although we had had a family party over the weekend, um, I just got to the day and thought, Oh, I don't, I really don't want to let this day go by without seeing him. And he lives an hour and a half away. So it wasn't a big deal. I just drove up and took him out to lunch. Um, But it's, I don't know, it's, it's changing, but that is definitely, that's definitely my preference. What about you?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Day of is my preference. First of all, going back to the kind of warm fuzzies we were talking about as a mom, it does feel, I wake up on that day and it feels significant. It's the anniversary of me giving birth to that child. So I feel like even though, you know, it's definitely possible to delay a celebration and have those same warm fuzzies. For me, the day feels almost emotionally charged. And it's funny, yeah. my husband and I have had discussions about this because he grew up in a divorced family, a long distance divorce family. So he was so accustomed as a kid to celebrating things like birthdays, Christmases. I mean, it, it might be two weeks, it might be a month later and they would make a big deal and they would have the celebration. So he doesn't have any of the hangups. I have a lot of attachment to that day. And so I would um prefer to celebrate on that day for all the reasons that you mentioned as well. The other thing I've found when we have tried to like, you know, scoot something one direction or the other is there's a bit of like now it's like I feel like the birthday lasts all week. It's like, well, yeah. today is your birthday so you're going to get you know, your favorite dinner, but we're celebrating on the weekend. So you're going to have cake again. And it starts to feel like, then I almost like the grumpy mom comes out and it's right. like, why am I doing all this twice? And I don't want to be grumpy about my kid's birthday. So there's a bit of that creep that can happen yes. when it's all spread out. And, and I don't mean the friend party, like the friend party on the Saturday and the family party on the Tuesday is fine. But there's been times where like, oh, the grandparents are coming down. So we're going to celebrate again. And it's like, right. whoa, how many birthdays do you need? So yeah. Agreed. Well, you know,
0: if you're me, you needed birthday Month now is that what we decided this year? Yes. I had a birthday month out yes. of it. I didn't. I didn't really. But yeah, I have. I I totally. I totally hear you. And I would. I'm also. I'm very nostalgic about days specific days, which is funny because I grew up in a divorced family where we also celebrated things, um, not on the day. But I will say, we usually kept the major celebration of any given thing to that day. The day it actually, The actual day. Uh-huh. So I might go to my dad's house for New Year's, and we kind of would do Christmas. But it was like kind of understood that we actually already did Christmas. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like we got two Christmases. Yeah. Same with birthdays. Like I had my birthday. Now we're going to get together and have dinner and celebrate my birthday, maybe at a separate time. But like, it's not the birthday. If that makes sense. Yeah. So and that's kind of how we're doing divorce now, like where the day of matters. And it won't always we won't always be able to sustain that. But right now, you know, so far, so good. Yeah. Um so what about like what about the time of day for you? Like do you so, do them in the evening or I'm more
1: I think I'm more flexible about time of day. If if we're talking about doing the family stuff on the day of, we yeah. um we're all morning people. We're all up early. And so for Reed's birthday, I think it happens to be national Donut Day, which is not a real thing, except one year I discovered that it was National Donut Day and I took him for a donut and he was three. And I'll never forget because he walked up to the guy at Dunkin Donuts and he said, I'm three years ago today instead of I'm three years old. And so that's that's the the cutest. So we it developed into a tradition as traditions do out of just like, oh, and then you'll see it pop up. It's National Donut Day. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's what we do on Reed's birthday. So we always take him to get a donut on the way to school, even on busy school mornings. We'll just leave a little bit early. Um, I'm very unattached to when presents, uh, need to be opened when they were little, it just felt like, okay, you eat the meal, you blow out the candles and then you open presents. And then I thought I was just putting these three, four, five-year-olds off and all they wanted was to dig into those presents. So we're very, um, flexible. We have done presents before school because everybody's dressed and ready and there's time. And then we'll do cake and candles later. So I, I feel like even though I really like to keep it to the day of, we're pretty flexible about when the celebration happens. And also, um, even things like which meal it is or which part of the meal feels like the celebration. They might, um, like a couple of my kids don't love cake. So they've wanted a big mm-hmm. brownie and we'll stick a candle in that. And then maybe it's, maybe it's after lunch or, you know, so anyway, I feel like we're, we've been more fluid about that part. How about you guys with time of day?
0: Yeah, this is also one of those things where 10 years ago, I would have had a very different answer. It would have been like, Hey, you know, a birthday might look like, um, aunt Jen and uncle John and the cousins are going to come over and they're going to come over at five o'clock and we're going to eat pizza and then we're going to do cake and then we're going to do, get, do gifts. Now it's all over the place. Like it it depends what time of day we're doing it. It could be right after school. Like I said, it could be in the evening. Um, It could be on a Saturday. Like, so we don't, that kind of makes a difference. Yeah. I'm not particularly hung up on when gifts get opened either. I do remember having a more of a hang up about that when they were little, because then I felt like they would just wander away with the presents and want to play with them. That's and not, true. Do the rest of the birthday, and so that felt distracting to me. So I liked to at least get through the cake. But I would be like, we could do cake right after school and gifts, and then eat later. Like that yeah. didn't bother me. Um, I'm pretty, oh, I'm pretty flexible about it, and that's that's been good because I've had to be over the past few yeah. years for sure.
1: And I think the more birthdays you have under your belt, uh, you realize that like this again, we're gonna do this many, many times. So right. you kind of hang the cornerstone traditions that are important, and then you let everything else be flexible. Um, well, I'm very curious about actual food. And one of my first questions, because I've heard you mention cake and ice cream, I think. Do you in your mind, do you always have ice cream with cake?
0: So it depends on the kid. I used to always have it, and then some didn't care about it. And sometimes now, like even if I'll have it, no one seems to want to eat it. So I would say 90% of the time we have ice cream with cake, but like it it isn't always something. Like, I don't always think to buy it at the same time I buy the cake mix. Sometimes I have to run back out and get it. And there's been times when I've been like, oh, crud, guys, I don't have any ice cream. And everyone's like, we don't really
1: care. Do you think this is like a total detour here? But is cake and ice cream a generational thing, a regional thing, or none of the above? Because I grew up always having cake and ice cream. And my mom will still assume that birthdays mean cake and ice cream. And I realized that somewhere along the line, as an adult or moving around different parts of the country, I completely dropped the ice cream. I don't even like... I like cake. and I like ice cream. I do not like them together and I never serve them together, but I don't know why or what happened.
0: I think it may, may be generational. Okay. Like I think maybe there's something about the formality of the way that's done. Like those two things are expected to go together that we don't always bother with anymore. Okay. Maybe.
1: Um, I was also thinking yeah. cake used to be maybe kind of drier and you needed ice cream. Hey, like,
0: like that's very possible. But like, I also, I don't, I'm not like a pile mode person. I don't, I don't even really like ice cream that much. So for me, it's always a, like an afterthought. Um, and like, I, I just really don't care if the birthday child doesn't care that much. I'm not going to make a special trip to the store to get it. If I think about it when I'm at the store, I'll buy it. And I would say if I had it in the house, if I had both items in the house and I had say some people, some extra people over and there was 10 of us, probably five people would opt for ice cream and five would opt for no. Yeah, I just,
1: I, I think it's so interesting because I don't even think my kids know that cake and ice cream is a thing. That's how far it's fallen. But I grew up with that and it's very, it's very common. Um, okay. That wasn't even my real food question, but what other food, um, or cake food and or cake traditions have you developed, including things like, does the birthday kid get to like eat whatever they want? Like, can they pick the entire meal or is it usually like you said pizza?
0: Well, when they were little, it was like they got to choose their favorite meal, which meant they could choose takeout pizza or subs or whatever. Um, Sometimes I would push them toward that. (laughs) So like when they were really little and they were like, I'd say, okay, so what do you want for your birthday meal? And they're going, um, 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 sometimes I'd say pizza, right? (laughs) And they'd say, yeah, because that's just one less thing to have in the oven or have to worry about. Um, and then I would follow it by homemade cake. Um, sometimes like if we had family over, we might even have snacks and then, and then hang out and the adults would hang out and the kids would play. And then maybe we would have cake and ice cream later or food, then cake, then ice cream. It's really been kind of all over the place. Also, ice cream cake changes everything. Some of my kids really like ice cream cake. So that's like, you know, you get it for Dairy yeah. Queen. And it's got um, that means like we kind of have to eat it at a certain time. It has to be out long enough yeah. to kind of get soft. Like that kind of has thrown that off a little bit. So I really like I would ice say cream it's cake. all over the place. Do you like ice cream cake? It's all right.
1: You're not a big You know what dessert. I really like?
0: What I really like in the ice cream cake is the chocolatey, what would you call like the chewy crumbles?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I really like those. I do not like the kind of ice cream cake where it's really more of just cake. That's frozen. With like ice cream layers. Okay. But that's frozen. I really hate that actually. Um I typically bake the cake because I like unless I'm getting an ice cream cake, I've really never that I can remember besides a handful of like desperate times calling for desperate measures purposely gone and bought a cake from a bakery, probably because the kind of bakery I'd be buying a cake from wouldn't do a good enough job to warrant the cost. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It'd be one thing if I went to a custom place that made yeah. this amazing cake, but it would be more like I'd go to the grocery store bakery and buy one of their cakes and they might misspell my kid's name. Yeah. Or yes, yes.
1: Okay. That's funny. What yeah. about you? I have done all of the, everything you described everything. about cake. Yeah. I have done it all, including baking my own. I feel like we did a lot of cupcakes. I don't know if that's just because kids can hold them in their hands. And we were doing little playgroup parties and stuff. Um, I feel like our, I feel like the cakes were more for the friend parties in the early years, or maybe we got, maybe we did another cake with family. I don't know. My parents eat so healthy. They were no fun to eat cake with. I guess (laughs) we did it with the (laughs) friends. Anyway, I have baked from scratch. I've done cupcakes and cakes from scratch, including like trying to make it look cute and decorating. And then also sometimes just super plain. I've done Costco. Costco has fantastic sheet cakes um, for very affordable. They taste really, really good. Um, And then I have done like cheap grocery store cupcakes and cakes, like you said. And just last year for the first time was the only time I've ever done a real bakery cake. Um, And it was Violet and she, her party was like beanie booze, like the little stuffed animals with the big eyes. I remember that party. Yeah. And her favorite one is the, kind of looks like a wolf or a husky. And so I brought a picture in and that I printed off Pinterest and they did a really cute job with it. So that was fun. I, it's just not something I would ever do every year. And I don't even know why exactly. I think it was kind of like, she just gets very excited about the theme and to her, like it meant enough to her to have her cake look like that for me to, to do it, but I would never do it for every kid every year. So I, yeah, it's totally a case by case. And Reed doesn't like cake very much. So I mentioned he. we always do donuts in the morning and then he really likes brownies. So I've made brownies before and dusted a little powdered sugar, put candles in them and put it on like a cake stand. And it looks really pretty. It looks like it's a cake being served, but it's brownies. Um, and I think even Allegra made her own brownies last year because she loves to bake. And she found some turtle brownie and wanted like brownie sundays. So we're not even totally attached to the idea of cake, but got to have a candle in it to be official.
0: Well, it's funny that you said you used to do cakes more for friend parties, because I would be way more likely in the olden days to do cupcakes for friend parties or brownies or anything, not a cake. Because if I'd already made a cake, I just didn't feel like making another cake, right? Right. So, which brings me to school um, celebrations Um, in our school. And I know you've got opinions on this, (laughs) but in our school, like those typically would happen on the day of the kid's birthday. So that means if I'm already making a cake, like... I don't necessarily then want to like, when, when am I going to fit it in? So how have you handled that? Like, or even when they were little, the the classroom celebrations?
1: Well, the classroom celebrations are hard because it's like, we've discussed, it is one more thing. And we've discussed the, like the creep of this birthday. Like this kid was born on one day, but now they have 18 celebrations. I will say if you're in the thick of it, it's a relatively finite. It's like from ages three to six, maybe. And then it's kind of over. So I also wonder if schools are getting, they're cracking down on, on sugar in the classrooms and on different things, at least around here they are. So when my kids were little, um, I did bake or bring treats to the Montessori preschools and they usually had to be semi-healthy. I mean, we were at two different preschools since we moved and I forget the exact rules, but sometimes I'd make like chocolate chip muffins or something like that. Um, it didn't have to be sugar-free, but they kind of requested that it not be like a huge frosting pile. Yeah. Um, one thing, one little tip is I bought a mini muffin tin during that Yeah. time period. And I love making miniature versions of anything. So like chocolate chip, banana bread, like muffins, um, great size for little hands. And it's one of those things that felt like, am I really going to use this? And I use, I still use it all the time.
0: Well and also you can get a ton out of one batch yeah, 24. so you don't have you don't have to make like yeah <laughs> you know two batches of whatever so that you can cover all the kids totally but yeah
1: um what I what I have to say about classroom celebrations is I think I did the bare minimum which is like I I remember my kids bringing home almost party favor bags from preschool like like as if they'd been to a birthday party where there's like stickers and a pencil in there. So no, we did, we did none of that. We did sometimes send in a treat Um, Montessori traditional Montessori schools have a birthday tradition. That's really, really sweet actually. And it has nothing to do with sugar and treats But the the kids sit in a circle and they light a candle in the middle that represents the sun and they lay out the months of the year. And your child walks around the sun, quote unquote, sun Mm. as many times as they've been alive, which is probably four (laughs) or five. Um, And as they do that, the teacher has photos of them growing up and they talk about this is Violet when she was one, when Violet was one she moved from Arizona to California and they tell little stories. It's actually really meaningful and really I can get behind that kind of celebration. Cause it's, it's so in line with like what preschoolers are learning and what they're interested in. It yeah. does, it does take a little bit of work cause you have to print out photos yes. of your child from every year and even write like some facts about them. But I, I, so I did this, I guess all three of the kids, cause they were at two different monasteries, but both schools did this in some form. And I, that was actually special cause I felt like it, it appealed to the the same sentiments I was having as a mom. And it didn't feel like now you've got to bring in 32 cupcakes and a treat bag for every kid. So that was actually a special thing, but even that phased out. And now our school does the last day of the month. They have a celebration for all kids who have birthdays that month. And I've never even, I've never gone. I've never brought anything. I don't even know who the moms are that somebody probably (laughs) volunteers, I guess, to be the mom that brings the treats, but like, it's never crossed my desk. So I've never done it. So it's oh, pretty so much, funny. it's out of my life now. I mean, classroom celebrations are. How about you? Oh, that's so
0: funny. Well, I mean, definitely not as intensive as what you're talking about. You experienced with three to six, but I think it's just lasted longer in like a more drawn out kind of way. So, um, I do remember in the early elementary, um, phases, there would be like, often the birthday child, this is totally teacher dependent, Mm -hmm. but often the birthday child would be some kind of like leader or like king of the day or whatever. And they would have to have something special and it was always different. So I remember that being a little bit like confusing year to year. Like what was it that my kid is going to need again? Are they going to need a picture of themselves? And when is it going to have to be delivered? Um, And all that. So that I remember having a little stress around, but I would say from like third grade on, it's basically just like send in some cupcakes if you want to. I don't care that's basically the attitude about it. My kids have never, to my knowledge, unless it happened and it was like one of those things that I so immediately rejected as something I would ever do that I literally just didn't pay any attention. I don't remember them ever bringing home treat bags. I don't. Yeah, I think that they I think schools have really started to discourage, like you said, like, first of all, they don't have time.
1: They don't have time. That's a huge they part They can't of it. take
0: that much time out of their day. And they can't have like, like they don't have time for the mess. They don't have time for the prep. They don't have time for the, the parent showing up during yeah. the day with all the stuff. So it's really like, Hey, you can bring treats. Here's how many kids are in the class. You can either send the treats in with your kid in the morning, or you can bring them and drop them off by X time. The two times of day when we could actually do the treats would be 10, 15 and two fifteen, And then that's it. Like yeah. there's not going to be, so I usually because unless I got my stuff together the night before, um, I feel like I'm always the parent who the night before is like, oh, my gosh, like I got all the like the cook, the cake mix for my kid's birthday at home. But I forgot I have to like make something else. So I will do sometimes I'll even do brownies in those mini Uh tins. If I even get too lazy for that, I will go buy munchkins from Dunkin Uh Donuts, drop those off or, you know, mini donuts from anywhere with a pile of napkins. That's it.
1: Yeah, so we're not no even, one's complaining. We're not even allowed <laughs> to do that after, you know, at least at our elementary school. There's not oh, even yeah. that. That's why they started the, the last day of the month thing yeah. because there's too many celebrations, too many, just too, yeah. It's, I guess it's kind of sad, but also I'm all for efficiency. And if it makes mom's life easier, I think kids have enough to feel special. Yes. And, and I think in the younger grades, like you said, there are non party and non treat ways that teachers can make a birthday kid feel special when they're little wearing a crown and being the star of the week or the King for the day or whatever. So,
0: well, and the way that the, the way I think that they do it now is it becomes like part of snack. Like, so whenever they Mm -hmm. would have had snack, this is just like a substitute for that. So then you never really have to feel guilty because if you don't like, for whatever reason you can't deliver it, the kids are still going to have almost the exact same day. Yeah. It's so there's just not a big deal made out of it, I guess is what I'm saying. And I've had days of before where I've texted the teacher and said, I'm so sorry. Like I totally didn't get on the ball. Is it still okay for me to drop off a, a treat? And they're like, "Oh yeah, just we're having snack at two fifteen, so just drop it off before then." So I just don't feel like it's treated. And then I just make sure that it that their job is easy. So like, have a napkin, yeah, with the treat, so that the teacher doesn't have to worry about that. Um, don't have, don't ask them to send anything home, or ask your kid to bring anything home. Just yeah. you know, whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah, not as big of a deal as I used to it used to be and this will be my last year even having that much. Yeah. This is my well, last
1: elementary school year. Will she want something delivered this year, do you think? Or for this sure. spring? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I loved I loved classroom celebrations growing up and they were more of a thing and because my birthday's Valentine's Day, I was always a little bummed because there was already a classroom party. So it was just lumped yeah. in with everything else, but I, it always felt special even for other people when there was a birthday in the class, but
0: Yeah. And I also reserve the right to, um, to make the classroom treat something I want to make, because we talked about the fact that you're already making a cake and I don't always have like the wherewithal or the cake pan. I don't have two cake pans to use or like whatever. So, you know, I've had kids before go, well, I really want brownies. And I said, you know, Brownies are a real hassle to cut into 36 pieces.
1: Yeah. Like, you try let, doing me, that? let me advise you on what your classroom <laughs> celebration exactly. is going to be. what
0: you're going to get. Well, on that, can, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, on that note, when we're talking about food, I um, in terms of the meal, like if one of your kids wanted like their favorite meat, their favorite side, their favorite veg, like are you accommodating all meal requests or like you said earlier, are you steering them toward something that is easier to execute? It,
0: It would very much depend on how the evening was going to play out otherwise. Yeah. You know, because also sometimes birthdays coincide on days when there are practices Uh and performances and like lots of other things could be going on. So I reserve the right to say yes to all or no, we're having not pizza. this year. Right. Or not yeah. this year. Uh, the
1: reason I ask is I feel like, um, you know, pizza is so easy when they're little. Cause that's what every kid likes. And my kids are becoming more adventurous eaters, which is awesome. But Allegra, especially will be like, I want steak and mashed potatoes <laughs> and this, and she's just like, she's become a foodie. So it's kind of fun. I mean, I, I like to accommodate birthday food requests in all ways that I can, but in the end, we're the mom, I guess. Exactly where that lands. Um, well, this has been really fun. I love hearing how birthdays work in your family and I'm, you are halfway through almost halfway through your foursome this fall. So that's crazy. You can do it. Um, so before we wrap, we always do our cue it up segment where we recommend something for you to listen to next. And today this is kind of fun. Um, As this is dropping today, we are also guests on two other podcasts today. So you can go listen to me on the Best of Both Worlds podcast with Laura Vanderkam and Sarah Hart Unger. It's a podcast about working motherhood and working mom stuff. And we talk about evening routines and working motherhood. And it was a really fun conversation. So that's the Best of Both Worlds. And then Megan, you and I both were interviewed by Alana Dawson, who has a new podcast called Podcasting party. She already has a mom podcast, but this show is about podcasting for podcasters, and she interviewed us together, which was fun because we, we hardly op- ever get to do that. No, we often are guests separately on other people's yeah. shows. And just logistically, having three people on a remote interview, the tech involved in that is kind of harder, and and we divide. We tend to divide and conquer, but on this one, we are on there together, talking about how we started and how we grew our show. And so, if you're a podcaster or an aspiring podcaster or just like to listen to more of us. So both of those dropped today. It's the best of both worlds. It's the podcasting party. You search either of those in your podcast app and they should come up with our, with our names attached to today's episodes. And we will of course link them up in the show notes as well. So that's your cue it up.
0: Yeah, definitely go listen. We also want to remind you that time is ticking down on our amazing deal with Kiko USA. You can save 20% on your next car seat or travel system until November 8th. When you go to Kiko USA, again, remember that's C-H-I-C-C-O-U-S-A.com and use the promo code MOMHOUR to save 20%.
1: Awesome. Okay, everybody. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Just as a reminder, all the links we mentioned today are in the show notes at themomhour.com. And this was episode 232. And we will be back with you next week with another brand new episode. Talk to you then. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks.
0: So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N, Francis.substack.com.